Tonight on the podcast, we are going to be talking about Batman's rating, The Peacemaker, Boba Fett, and the fact that Andrew Garfield loves to lie. That and much, much more here on the Absolute Geek Podcast. It is Friday night in Phoenix, Arizona, and you are listening to the best damn podcast on the interwebs, not just geek, but of all time. My name is Max. I'm Lance. Thank you for being here, Mr. Lance. Matt is in the chat, and he is razzing us already. Just had a kid, and he still can't let go of the show. We love the dedication. (sighs) I was just saying, too, he better not give us too much grief, because there's many times that he, as well, has been late. So So don't be a hypocrite, Matt. (laughs) Um. So, uh, yeah, I was I couldn't get my headphones to connect to my freaking computer. It was driving me nuts. The freaking Windows has got to make the Bluetooth pairing thing so convoluted. And uh, it's been a couple weeks since I've been on the show, so I'm a little, I feel like I'm a little uh, out of sorts. You're rusty. I'm rusty. rusty. I'm usually rusty, though. Bullshit, Matt. <laughs> Says he's never late. He is rarely late. Matt is on top of, on top of things, usually. Yeah, well, one time I was late because uh, people were supposed to come on and 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 it was just me and nobody was here. <laughs> you were it was late. My first, it, I I was like fifteen minutes late because people that were supposed to be on the show um, are not punctual. <laughs> so it was just myself. So I mean, I guess next time I could just go live if everybody wants to see my beautiful mug, but. Um, uh, I didn't have much to talk about on a solo act. So, <laughs> dude, oh, can I just man. say COVID sucks? You can say that. You are um, allowed to say that. I had COVID and the flu together. Uh, my wife did as well. And we were out of commission for two weeks, like, literally couldn't get out of bed. It was the worst thing I've ever experienced in my life. It was awful. Yeah, Lance came over and started coughing on my family. Um, and so now there's we're all no safe. way your wife got it for me. <laughs> you, there's no freaking way, dude. We hadn't seen you guys for like 15 days. I'm just giving you a hard time, buddy. My wife <laughs> is no great, and my son, my son has an ear infection. Well, that so. ear infections are not are not transmittable. No, I know, but he could have think. COVID. We don't know. He got the swab yeah. today at his, at, his, at his doctor's appointment. But hey, big congratulations to Matt. He had his baby this week. Yeah, I was trying to find the picture and I can't find it. I want to put it on the screen. Yeah, if you can, uh, if you can find it, please do. It's, I mean, if it was me, I'd have to. I leave. hope that's okay. I, I, uh, <laughs> he says, I'm happy to see you recovered from the industrial head buffer accident. I, I got to tell you, dude, they need to put a warning on those machines. Like, they can get away from you. It's true. You know, I've I use the head buffer. The... Yeah. Well, you use the lawnmower for back here and then the buffer for up here, right? Yes. Yes. So you, you have the double whammy of uh, <laughs> things potentially going wrong. Um, ah, here it is. All right. So let me 
I hope I hope Matt doesn't get mad. He put it on Facebook, so I'm assuming it's something I can share. So yeah, he's um, literally telling us he sent it in the chat. He's good with it. So uh, share screen. So I'm gonna say Here. before you, yeah, there you go. So here's what I'm gonna say. First and foremost, adorable. She is, and beautiful. second of all, C-section babies don't look like aliens. Like no, they come out do. perfect, dude. <laughs> except for except for my nephew, who's who's beautiful and is in it, it. You know, I'm I'm not gonna say, but when he was born, those first few days, because because uh, they were trying to do it naturally, he wouldn't fit. So he comes out and his head's just like this cone. Like he had this from where he was just ramming up against the clavicle, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Not clavicle. That's in your well, collarbone, right? James what was is, really cone headed because they had to use the uh, suction to get him out of there. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, but beautiful, yeah, man, baby. She's, she's beautiful. They do not have a name yet, correct? Is that my understanding? At least I haven't seen a name yet. I just saw Matet. Matet. I like it. Yeah, Matet. Sounds very French. Mathilde. Maybe she's going to be Mathilde. How about Matilda? <clears throat> yeah, speaking of Which Matilda. You and, I, you and I had an argument about that. Max did not like the movie Matilda. Is that what? Do I, am I remembering that correctly? I'm just neither here nor there for it. I just, I saw it growing up and I don't have any nostalgia factor for it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't like Danny, it. I didn't dislike it. It's a Danny DeVito great. I didn't even know he was in it. Yeah. And his wife, the the their husband and wife in the movie. His oh, real nice. life wife. I don't know. I'm yeah. starting to wonder if I have seen the whole movie. I know I've seen portions, but I'm wondering if like it was just on when I was at friends' houses and I've only seen snippets of it. Oh, it's great, man. I love that movie. No name yet. Uh well no use I, for I a say, name. <laughs> oh, that's a great name. Um I say that we uh we our listeners tonight should uh offer their best suggestions for matt's baby's <laughs> name keep it great idea come on guys let's keep it let's keep it uh respectful at least but um because i could only imagine some of the things kyle would come up with <laughs> <laughs> let's name her uh booger fest or something i don't know that's that even that is too uh uh too lame for kyle's sake <laughs> um but dude peacemaker and then Boba Fett, and we got some headlines, right? Yeah, man. I'm excited to talk about Peacemaker, dude. That I, dude. I yeah, that's it. gonna that's gonna cap off our show tonight. That'll be the last thing we talk about. So let's get into some geek news. Geek news. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Potty time. First and foremost, we have Matt Damon to blame for Ben Affleck leaving the Batman role. If you want to blame anybody. Don't blame poor working conditions. Don't blame alcoholism. Don't blame depression. Blame Matt Damon. It's all I, okay. his fault. So I, I read this, and I highly doubt it was the only factor. No, it wasn't. I read come out, he, He's come did, out pretty strongly against Joss Whedon and the reshoots. Like, Did you read the whole article? Uh, there's been several articles about yeah. this, so I don't, I don't know what you're referring to. Fair enough, fair enough. I only read one article, and I'm sure different things were said in them. But the article basically just says they're best friends. Uh, ben Affleck was already considering, you know, uh, leaving the role because he was depressed. It pushed him back into alcoholism. He it just wasn't a good fit. Like his life was just not in a good place. Um, 
which is what his whole like the way back movie is about. That's what makes that movie so good. But no, it was just like he talked to his best friend and his best friend was like, dude, this, this is a destructive thing in your life. Move on. And uh, he was saying sometimes, how he likes it. Sometimes that like uh, the best friend isn't there to like make your decision for you. They're just there to reinforce the decision you already made for yourself that you don't fully realize. Right. Yeah, Max, there's yeah, been for, plenty of times sure. I've come to you like with a dilemma and I've already have a decision in my head. I just need you to say like, yeah, you're making the right decision type thing. Like I bet oh, you yeah. that that's what this is. For sure. For sure. I, I would imagine <laughs> the same thing. I just thought it was funny to say that it's Matt Damon's fault. We, <laughs> like anyone who's paid attention knows that like Ben Affleck did it for his mental health and for his just life to be yeah. more balanced and completely respect that. Like I find it a bummer because I thought he did such a great job in that role, but you know, I you think understand. it's funny how like Batman is like one of the only major superheroes I can think of where there is so much uh uh inner turmoil associated with the roles in the movie. And you know that like Heath Ledger went through some stuff and got super, you know, he crossed uh he mixed a bunch of drugs that shouldn't have been mixed and was going through depression and all these other things and like there's been a lot of Batman stories about how difficult the role is and it's probably because it's so dark i would say it's dark I mean, it's physically demanding joker uh walking phoenix had to go through some pretty heavy stuff um, i can only imagine playing the joker man it's got to be rough i don't yeah, know what joker jared leto went through but i know he he played it you know very method to where yeah. everyone had to call him mr j on set i mean i don't know he must have had oh, to, jared leto, some counseling Jer after that jared leto's issues were done by the public you know, attacking him, I, I would say, I mean, sure, but he sure. was given, he was, he was giving, um, he's, he's said like he gave a gift to Margot Robbie, Margot Robbie of like a dead rat or something like that. That's freaking like, creepy. Yeah. Like no, thanks. Maybe it's just Warner brothers. Maybe Warner brothers makes you crazy. Well, I mean, there's definitely, uh, some proof to that. <laughs> At least based on like uh, what Ray Fisher has said, Gal Gadot has come out and said it. It's not just Joss Whedon, but they've talked about the fact that the higher ups at WB are bad. Yeah, Jeff Johns got some got some flack, and right. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. they need some reform over there, man. I don't know. I Martian I, Two, Back to Mars, bitch. That's Matt yeah. Damon's next movie. <laughs> yeah. I'll watch yep. that. <laughs> Yeah, and um, if you guys saw um, The Last Duel, Ben Affleck plays a role in that, and he talked about how great that was to not be the lead character and to just like be a, a character that no one likes because he's completely unlikable, if you've seen The Last Duel, his character. Um, and honestly, it took me a while to realize that it was him. I'm watching the movie, and I was like halfway through, and I'm like, wait, that's Ben Affleck because just the makeup work they do on him makes him look so different. Um, I think it's funny yeah. they both have those kind of roles because Matt Damon was in um, one of the Marvel movies and you couldn't recognize him like very briefly. Oh, when he was Loki? No, no, no. He's uh, before that. He's a redneck on the back of a truck. I forget what movie it is. That's right. Was that uh, Captain Marvel? Maybe. Because Ragnarok was when he was Loki, right? Yeah. No. No, and Ragnarok Loki was Chris Hemsworth's uh, brother, Luke. No, he was Thor. Oh, whatever. What the fuck? I don't care. Matt Damon. Matt, no, but Matt Damon was Loki in that. Yeah. 
I don't. I can't yeah. remember which one your the um the truck driver one is though. It might have been. It might have been Captain Marvel. Yeah, maybe. Or Guardians of the Galaxy. Maybe Guardians Two. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it's not at the beginning good. of the movie. Another piece of Batman news. Surprising, I think I didn't no know that. one. The Batman is rated PG thirteen. So this is why I wanted to bring it in. I'm not surprised at all. I think it would have been cool for it to be rated R, but I didn't think there was a world where it would happen. Why are you disappointed by this? Because just because the trailer looks so dark. It looks darker than even Christopher Nolan's movies. And I think that there's room in the world for a rated R Batman movie. Like I think that I think there is too, but here's what I'll say. Batman doesn't kill, right? So other than the fact that like you're not gonna have F bombs, it's still gonna be plenty violent. Like well, Batman killed in the last beat... movie, didn't he? Wasn't that the whole thing? He killed a bunch of people at the train station. Uh he did yes, Batman and, and BVS killed people, but traditionally Batman doesn't. Uh, and even even that Batman was just beating the crap out of guys. Um, like that fight scene at the warehouse is the best Batman fight scene I've ever seen. And technically, the extended cut makes it rated R, but the original cut wasn't that different, and it was still amazing. So I I don't think it's a big deal. PG thirteen, you can get some real nice fist fights going on, which is what Batman's all about. So. I just want I just I just think that there's room in this world for a rated R Batman movie. Like we just want to see a Batman Catwoman sex scene. That's what this is about. <laughs> uh, no, but Joker was so good. And Joker is a hard R, right? Oh yeah. And Joker is so good. And Deadpool has been so good. And the Punisher TV series, which would probably be rated R if it was a movie, right? Daredevil. Oh, yeah. All these really I don't want to say risque because that makes it sound sexual, but these uh balls to the walls movies bat there's room in this in this universe for a rated r batman movie for a rated r batman franchise especially if they are going on this whole route of having their dceu and then having these little side stories like this one is supposed to be right like if they go that route why not have a rated r batman movie i just think money i just ability I don't like when these movies like they they probably set out to make this PG thirteen when they when they were writing it and when they created it and I like I think the movies are better when they don't have those um, barriers of when they're trying to fit into a certain rating, right? I think that's I, what makes Deadpool so good. Sure, and I I agree. I've it's funny. I don't even necessarily mean to. I don't usually pay attention anymore to like the rating of TV shows that I'm watching. Because mm -hmm. I'm a grown up and that doesn't matter really. <laughs> As a kid, I had to worry about it more because my parents had rules. But I find that mostly what I watch is TV, mature stuff when I'm watching TV. It's just what I enjoy more. I like that there's not as much restriction on it and that you just get like a full, fully fledged story and it's not like it's a hammered. creative piece, right? Yeah. Yellowstone, but like Yellowstone's not like that bad. It's not oh, like very there, raunchy there's and there's tits in it all the time. No, pretty rarely. Well, enough to make it. No, I get it. I get why it's TV. I'm just, what I'm trying to say is it's not like Game of Thrones all over. Like, it's like all the time. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, I, I just, I enjoy shows that, that can, can be what they want to be. But yeah. I'm stoked for Batman. I don't think it needs to be rated R. I get why they did it. I would have been really surprised if it was R. And what's funny is earlier this week, I was just thinking, hey, they haven't given Batman a rating. Is it going to be R? Is that why they've waited so long to say anything? And then like two days ago, they came out and said, nope, PG-13. 
Well, I also read that there's a potential that this movie gets pushed. I did see something like that, and I hope that that's wrong. Well, it was supposed to be my birthday outing, remember? It comes out the day after my birthday. I was stoked, and there's really not much coming out until this. This is like the Morbius got pushed to what, April? Yeah. Um, And then Doctor Strange. Uncharted's uh, February, right? Yeah, it comes out before this. I'm not stoked for it, but I'm going to see it. Leftover Zaggy says it's going to bomb. Riddler looks bunk and Penguin didn't finish. I think Penguin looks awesome. I think Riddler looks stupid as shit. I think the entire movie looks amazing. I think Penguin looks a little silly. Colin Farrell. I think think Penguin looks awesome. He looks looks good, but he also, because I know it's Colin Farrell, just it's funny. He looks better than the one from Gotham. Well, yeah. He wasn't even fat. (laughs) Yeah. And, did they ever make tiny. it? Fat? I can't remember. In the finale, no. did they put him in a fat suit? Oh, I don't no. know. I stopped watching. Oh, I got to the finale. I think it's going to be good, but I do think the Riddler looks dumb. Like I don't understand why they had to change him. What's so hard? Like maybe he didn't have to wear a, a bright green suit with 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 uh, question marks all over it, like Jim Carrey. Or, no, Jim Carrey wasn't even wearing a suit. It was like a speedo. Was it like spandex? Or a spandex. Yeah, with with purple. Yeah. So you don't have to go campy. that route where it's so campy. But you could put him in a suit and like, like the my favorite versions of the Riddler. He's like in a suit. He's wearing that, you know, that um, that hat, and he's got the cane, and he looks very like almost prestigious. Like, and that to me adds to the to the creep factor. You know what I mean? Like when he's so debonair, almost that. I get I what you mean. That. I, and who knows? Maybe we'll see something like that in the movie. I don't think so. I don't think that's the tone they're going for. I love it. I think he looks freaking creepy. He looks scary. And it's Paul Dano, right? Yes. Uh, so Matt says the new costume makes him look like a psychotic Zodiac killer. I, yeah, I agree. I think it I think it fits the tone of the movie. I think it looks really cool. I cannot wait for this. I really hope it doesn't get delayed. I mean, if it has to get delayed because there's like special effects that need to be redone or, or cutting or whatever, I, I get it. But I hope... I hope it doesn't get delayed. I, I just want to see this movie. See, when Paul Dano got cast, dude, I was like, oh, dude. Like, I had in my my mind's eye an image of him, like, in that suit with the cane. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm trying to remember what cover it is, and I wish Matt was here. He could help me. But it's, like, it's Riddler, and he's got both hands on the head of his cane, and he's kind of standing there, and there's a lot of shadowing and stuff. But it's just an image of him. I know. From, like, the waist up. I know what you're it's talking an awesome about. Awesome image. And that to me is like prototypical Riddler. And when they announced Paul Dano, I was like, oh yeah, that fits. You know what I mean? So I was kind of hoping they went that route. I'm still reserving my judgment. Like the movie looks awesome. I can overlook that. You know what I mean? I overlooked it in Spider-Man one. I thought Green Goblin looked ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, but, I think we've all but we overlooked it. that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I can overlook this. It's not a it's not gonna be a make or break. I think penguin looks badass. I don't I don't I don't agree with the penguin looking bad. I don't think he looks bad. I just think it's just he it's just funny that it's Colin Farrell. That's all. Because Colin Farrell is known as being this very good looking guy, and now you've got him in this fat suit and he looks so like grotesque and like not good at all. Well, he's not you know? so good looking because they they replaced him in Fantastic Beast with Johnny Depp. <laughs> <laughs> that still doesn't make sense to me that whole st- that whole thing it's called Ju- then it's johnny depp <laughs> well it's a polyjuice potion thing 
Or was oh it Polyjuice gosh. Potion? Or I can't remember. But anyway. gigantic nerd. I am. I am. I literally <laughs> and now just it's be somebody else, right? I literally just rewatched. Yeah, it's going to be uh, Mads Mikkelsen. And I literally just rewatched the whole Harry Potter series this week. Maybe last. They should have just but... gotten Colin Farrell again. That would have made more sense. Well, Colin Farrell was a different character that um, Johnny that, that Grindelwald was just impersonating. So it wouldn't oh. make sense for it to be Colin Farrell again because it shows that, you how much I remember that movie. Yeah. Um, they yeah they got rid of Johnny Depp because he didn't do anything wrong, but um, in the court of public opinion, he did until more information came out. I'm still pissed about that. Like I love Mads Mikkelsen, and honestly, I think he's going to be better at the role than Johnny Depp was. But I just is don't that, think. Is that um, from Doctor Strange? Is that the same guy? Yeah, it's the villain from Doctor Strange, the first uh. James Bond. Well, not the first James Bond, but Casino Royale. Amazing actor. He's such a good villain. Um, so I'm I wasn't still. Really that, I wasn't really that big of a fan of him in Doctor Strange. And Doctor Strange, he wasn't as good, but I've seen him yeah. in other things, and he's. I just love him. I thought he was super good in Casino Royale. Yeah, I, I think I think it's a good fit for him. I think it's going to be cool, but. Yeah. What's next? The book. Of oh, Boba already? Fett. I thought you had four headlines. I do, but I'm breaking things up. We're oh, doing, look at you. Doing a review, Keep, and then we're going to do two more headlines. Keeping me on my toes. <coughs> this is what Matt does too. It keeps the um, flow flow going. Can it, can can the can the uh, uneducated Star Wars guy talk first about this? Absolutely, please do. I'm kind of let down by it. There's some really cool scenes. There's some really cool scenes. But it just, it's, I'm not feeling the same level of excitement that I do from Mandalorian. Well, me neither. I was, and it just, it kind of seems to me, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, like I said, I'm the uneducated Star Wars guy. It kind of to me seems like a money grab. It is a money grab, and I think it's poorly written. And I think, I think long term fans of Boba Fett. Are probably yeah. gonna wish this was never made. <laughs> um, I don't know. I hope. I really hope it gets better. But I thought Boba Fett in Mandalorian season two was great. I loved seeing him there. I loved the action sequences with him. When they announced that they were doing his own show, I mean, you can go back at Couch Crunchers. I, I'm sure I've said it on here. I wasn't on board. I said this is a weird idea. Why are you doing this? I, I don't understand i agree <clears throat> leftover zaggy i agree with uh he says it has too much going on and there's too many flashbacks sometimes i don't even realize that we're in a flashback until you start seeing what are those uh the creatures that he's living with what are what are their names the ones the with the mast and they and they kind of grunt and they they first have oh the tuscans yeah there's sometimes that it's showing us a flashback and I don't even realize it's a flashback until they show the Tuscans mm. like five minutes into the scene. <laughs> you know? That does happen. And there, there is too much back and forth. I, I understand what they're trying to do, but I feel like I, I was surprised when they're, when they continue to do flashbacks after the first episode, when they were doing it in the first one, I was like, Oh, maybe the whole first episode is going to just be explaining how he gets to where he is. But now it's it's like half the episodes are flashbacks. Yeah. And the first two episodes, I was pretty okay with it. And like when Matt and I reviewed it last week, I was saying, yeah, I really like the show. It's not like my favorite, but I like it. This episode was a big letdown. You're not alone in that. 
So I so this episode kind of made me roll my eyes at the second episode. So right, so he comes in and he it's not Jabba. Who's the one that he defeats? Uh, Bib Fortuna. Yeah, which which is a hut, right? He's a hut. No, so if you remember Return of the Jedi, you have Jabba oh. the hut, and then you okay. Well, I'm going to explain this anyway, really quickly because it might ring a <laughs> I'm just bell. Saying I don't remember. <laughs> well, in Return of the Jedi. When they yeah. go to Jabba's palace, there's a guy who's translating for Jabba. Mm-hmm. That's Bib Fortuna. He's not okay. a hut. He takes over when Jabba dies, and then Boba Fett comes in and kills him. So Bib Fortuna, so Boba Fett comes in, kills him. Then you have two huts that are cousins to Jabba, right? I think so, yeah. And they're like, we're going to take this. And you think, okay, this is where the tension's going to start. Mm-hmm. The very next episode, they said, hey, we changed our mind. There's somebody right? else. I thought that was weird. Like I liked the fight between the Wookiee and, and everything. Like I thought that was cool, but then it was just over. I'm like, wait, I thought there was going to be like a power struggle between the huts and, and Boba Fett the whole time. What and I now... would have done is carry is had that power struggle between the huts, Boba Fett, the last episode, <clears throat> Boba Fett defeats the huts. Then next season, you find out that there's this bigger power above that the might, huts. That might've right? made more sense. Like the, Pikes... the whole season on the huts. Well, the, the Pikes who are coming in now are a known syndicate in the Star Wars world. They're one of the bigger syndicates. And so, like, it's cool to see the Pikes, you know, trying to take Tatooine and, and take over um, Boba Fett's territory. But I kind of agree that it would have made more sense for a second season. But maybe maybe the intention of the Book of Boba Fett is to be a limited series. I don't know. Um, excuse me. Is it getting I, good reception? Um, it's, I think it's mixed. I haven't looked at like Rotten Tomatoes scores, but based on like the Star Wars groups I'm in, it gets pretty mixed reception. Whereas when like a Mandalorian episode comes out, everyone's just like, this is amazing. <laughs> and I think that what Mandalorian has always had going for it is it's characters you don't know. Because yeah. like Fennec, the, um, the girl behind Boba Fett in this picture, she isn't a character we knew before. I love her. Like, I can't Oh, she's complain. awesome. She's my favorite part. Yeah, I can't complain Ming, about her Ming, at all. Ming Na Wen, yeah, is that Ming her Wen name? Is the actress? Yeah, yeah, Agent May. But with Boba Fett, this character isn't the same as what people came to know and came to know in the movies. Oh, you're talking about Boba Fett? Yeah, Boba Not Fett. Ming Na Wen. Well, originally Ming Na, I'm saying what I, my my point was Ming Na Wen's a new character, and so we love her because she's exactly how we expect her to be because she's new. We don't yeah. have 30, don't 50 have years expectations. of expectations. Boba yeah. Fett, there's expectations from multiple places. The movies, the Clone Wars cartoons, and this doesn't feel like the same character. Well, and is it I though? Because he's like a series of clones, right? Like Boba no. Fett essentially... What? Bo- Boba Fett... explained this to me before. Well, go ahead. Complete what you were going to say. I he's not a clone? You. He is. A he's Jango an un- Fett. Yeah, he's an unaltered clone of Jango Fett. They didn't like speed up the aging process like they do for other clones. So yes, he's a clone. But there, I thought there was numerous clones of Jango Fett. Well, there's so tons. Isn't, so there's but, no way that this is a different Boba Fett than what we've seen in like Clone Wars and stuff. No, Boba Fett is the unaltered clone of Jango, his son okay. essentially. All the other clones are just like they were just stormtroopers. Mm. Well before stormtroopers were stormtroopers clone troopers is what they were really but there's a lot of great characters 
from the Clone Wars, but um, mm-hmm. Boba, no, this is not some separate clone. This is the same character. And he's not, he doesn't really resemble what I would expect from Boba Fett. He's like really peaceful and like, he's just like this good guy. And honestly, they're trying really hard to make you like him, like root for him, huh? Yeah. And here's the thing, like Din Djarin from Mandalorian is way more like what Boba Fett is like than Boba Fett is in his show. Like Which one's Din Djarin? That's the Mandalorian. Oh, that's his name? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like such a friggin' idiot you're, dude, when we good, talk dude. about this stuff. <laughs> you're good. So, so Boba Fett, like when we see him in the movies, like Empire Strikes Back, he basically, like, when Vader is going to freeze Han and Kryptonite, he's like, he's no use to me dead. Like, he's really a, just a harsh guy. He just Not Kryptonite. Like, what did I say? You said, Car- you said Kryptonite. Carbonite. My bad. <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> carbonite <laughs> you know i was trying to be like uh harrison ford he said that one time kryptonite said a carbonite and they corrected him he's like i don't care you nerds <laughs> um but like boba fett was this really harsh guy just in it for the money and pretty stoic and everything and then i don't hate the show this just isn't what we've come to expect from boba fett and the first two episodes i was kind of okay with it but after this third one, I really didn't like it. And I'm going to show you. Well, actually, I'm going to ask you first, Lance. What did you think about the uh, chase sequence at the end of the show? Uh, was it Ming not? No. Like the, Which... the speeder bikes. Oh, on the train? For, with the train? That was the second episode. Oh, dude, they're all mending together. Are, are, what you what not... were they chasing? They were chasing the mayor's like um, attendant or whatever obviously it's forgettable because I watched the episode. I, okay. I, I actually look forward to the show. Like, Oh, it looks like back to the future. Oh, they I look, remember this now. They look awful. Yeah. These are the stupidest looking thing. I think I've ever seen in star Wars. They look like a mix between like Vespas and like an old 67 Chevy. They are Vespas is my understanding that they modified to make them look like star Wars. They don't look like Star Wars to me. They look like freaking like Harleys. Like, yeah, they and well, it looked and by the colors and stuff, like immediately when I saw this and the clothes that they're wearing and stuff, I immediately thought of Back to the Future. Okay, that's one comparison. I don't like that comparison because Star Wars isn't supposed to be like that. Other no, thing, I, and this, I agree with you. I think yeah. that that's dumb. Back to the Future is one of my favorite franchises. You know that. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that that should be something that I'm seeing when I see this picture. <laughs> you know I, what I mean? Yeah, like, for sure. You shouldn't see what the eighties thought was going to be like 2020. Yeah. <clears throat> Star Wars is supposed to feel like a galaxy far, far away. Now this redheaded chick, I like her as a character so far. In fact, I like most of these people as characters, um, but I hate these, these motorcycle things. Do you know, I'm not a, me a quiet. It took me, uh, maybe roughly five to ten minutes to realize that that's not Cyborg from Doom Patrol. Dude, he looks a lot like him. And also, <laughs> his eyepiece looks like something more out of Star Trek than Star Wars. So I just I yeah. just got some issues here. I, I just I don't like it. So it's, what does Matt say? They look like the hot rod teenagers from Dimension X. You know, you know what they really look like, Matt? 
They look like Power Ranger motorcycles. <laughs> they look like you freaking... have to dive deep to find that picture, dude. I don't even know what what series that's from. Is that? I don't turbo? know. I just I just turbo. googled Power Ranger motorcycles and I was like, yep, that's what it looks like. I think this is the one where the Blue Ranger is a little boy, and when he morphs, he turns into an adult. I don't know. I, I only it, watched like voted... the first two series. Oh, In I've fact, seen lots I, of them. I maybe only watched the first one. I watched up until like Gold Ranger, and then I stopped. Wait watching. till your wait till your boy's a little bit a little bit older because these are hot right now. Like my boys watch this, the new the new ones. But there was a, the worst reviewed Power Rangers series is the one where the boy it's a boy is a blue ranger and he morphs and he turns into an adult. So like Shazam, <laughs> like essentially I made that comparison when we reviewed Shazam. I, when we reviewed Shazam on couch crunchers, I made that comparison to power rangers. This exact reason. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Um, Aaron says hello. Hello. This Aaron. is turbo or, Hopefully or the one I'm right. talking about is turbo. Uh, Oh, hi, Aaron. <coughs> um, I don't know. They all look the same, Matt. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Is there, like, is there anything, is there anything really more you had to say about Boba Fett? Because I'm good to move um, on. I do. I do. I feel like we, we're, we're trashing on it a lot. And I do want to say that I do look forward to watching the show on Wednesday when it comes out. I do, too. I do, For too. one, because there's nothing else that's coming out on Wednesdays. So it gives me something to look forward to in the week. And this week, I forgot that Peacemaker was coming out. So that was an extra little bonus uh, with three episodes of Peacemaker. Yeah, I did too. I do want to say it's not the worst thing that Disney Plus has come out with. That still belongs to What If, in my my opinion. No, <laughs> so, I, you're right. So I gave you a hard time when like we just ragged on Spider Man forever because we all actually loved Spider Man, mm -hmm. but it was just a really negative review. Now I don't like this as much as Spider Man, but I do enjoy the show overall. It's fun to be in the Star Wars universe. It's fun to see the combat. It was really cool to see. Um, Cran Satan, I forget, I can't remember his name, but the Dude, Black Wookiee. say these names, and I will. I'm going to forget them Excuse in two me. minutes. The like, Black. Why Wookie. do they got to make these names so hard? That is name. I would have called him Black Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I these names like this is the problem I have with the Star Wars universe. All their names, everything that these people are named, unless it's Darth Vader, Boba Fett, Han Solo, like these easy ones are forgettable like i cannot remember and i cannot keep straight who is who when you say these names karazatan uh, is that what you said i can't remember i don't know how to say his name properly <laughs> i just know that he's based on a, an extended universe character that's that the name of them was fairly problematic because it it was like basically the name almost sounded like black clansman and they've so they changed it's like black crastan or something but like when you read it in a book it almost looked like black clansman so i'm glad that they didn't put the name black in front of his name first of all and that they kind of changed it so i don't know i just think that's kind of a Ish. problematic name um yeah but i do enjoy aspects of it i like seeing boba fett fight i just wish he would be in his armor fighting more i want to see him using the jetpack i want to you know, I want to see these things. And and when I mention that online, some people will be like, well, the actor's old. I'm like, I get it. But if he's got a helmet on, put a freaking stunt double in there. Like, it doesn't have to be Tamara Morrison. You can put some 25-year-old person who's got a similar build well, in let's, a costume. Let's, let's put it this way. Tom Holland is an, an accomplished gymnast. Like, he does a lot of his own stunts. They even put somebody else 
in his suit to do some of the more extreme stuff. So why is sure. it like, that's not an excuse. That's, I agree. That's just... There's just people that want to defend it no matter what. And I get it. I love star Wars, but like, it's okay to critique things. It's I... yeah. That's a what part of the, that's part of the problem I have with DC fans, Marvel fans, star Wars fans is that like, they love the franchise and don't, don't get me wrong. I love the franchises too, but it is okay to think that uh, an installment or something into that franchise is bad, sure. right? Like Captain Marvel, yeah. Black Widow, those are bad movies, but I still love the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Thor Dark World, that's a piss poor excuse for a movie. <laughs> but I still love it. Um, what's up, Sticks? So, uh, Zaggy just mentioned something. Mm-hmm. that I didn't have in the headlines I want to bring up really quick. So he said peacemaker dot 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 everything DC should shift to HBO Max. I totally agree. The headline I wanted to mention was that CW is supposedly in the market to be purchased. And I'm just like, why don't they just roll everything into HBO Max? <laughs> like why do we have to They're they're going to sell CW? Well, I you know what? I'm so t- sick and tired of CW cuz everything is a reboot. Like they have Nancy Drew, Roswell. Now they have the 4400. Everything is reboot. And it's like, dude. I like stopped CW watching used the CW. The pla- a lot, CW a used years to ago. be the place where they had like original shows that couldn't exist on the other networks. Supernatural, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Smallville. Like they had all these shows that were that were very original that couldn't exist on ABC, NBC, and stuff. And now it just feels like it's Nickelodeon. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the Charmed. CW anymore. But I would if say ninety percent of their shows are reboots. Yeah, but if you could bring all of their, if you could bring the CW just and fold it in HBO Max, and maybe allow those shows to be a little less prolonged, instead of twenty four episodes of Flash season seven or whatever give us like a good 12, you know, higher special effects budgets, maybe even up the maturity rating a little bit. I don't know. I just, I I think if you made them maybe, I don't know. I just think it's weird that the CW is for sale and that it's not just rolling into HBO max, but I've always, I've never completely understood the CW. Like they're not, are they owned by WB or do they just get licensing? It's a joint. So, so essentially there used to be UPN, and chant and wb or wb 61 or 61 wb or whatever it was called upn upn was owned by cbs i think it folded wb became cw which was a joint venture between cbs and warner brothers now i think the same company owns both if i'm not mistaken doesn't comcast own them both not comcast no cbs is owned by paramount i thought No, you know what? No, I don't think that's true. Because when when Supergirl was on CBS, the reason it moved to CW is because there was like the ownership was the same. Yeah, uh, it's Viacom CBS. Who owns CW? CBS Entertainment Group and Warner Brothers both own it joint. And Warner Brothers is owned by AT&T and CBS is owned by Viacom CBS. So, oh, okay. so it's so, so it's a right. joint venture between the two. I, I remember because 
Buffy or Smallville or one of those that I watched when I was in high school moved from channel 45 to 61. And then and then channel 45 started playing the Suns games, I think, if I if I'm not mistaken. So I don't know who now yeah, it's called back Mind in the 45. days I don't know. channels. Yeah. Weird. But uh I I don't like C- CW lost me a long time ago. I I mean the the DC shows have sucked on there. I have no interest in any of them. Now they're talking about bringing another one with um uh, uh Ramsey. What's what's his name from Arrow? Oh, I heard Ju- about that. Justice yeah. U or something like that. I, they're they're you know, bringing I, another show. I saw the headline and deliberately didn't include it in this show because I was just like, I don't care. Oh, I didn't even click And on I it. knew you wouldn't care either. I didn't either. I just saw the headline. I, I saw the headline care. and I said, oh, that's, you know, another reason for me not to watch the WB. I'm not interested. Batgirl looks dumb. I don't care what Corbin says. Batgirl looks stupid. I tried to watch one Batwoman? episode. Batwoman, whatever. Okay. Uh, I tried to watch yeah, the tried. first episode, I... got 20 minutes in and shut it off. And I think that was longer than most people made it through that. Um, <laughs> the Flash is gone downhill. Arrow's gone. Stephen Amell was like one of the only reasons to continue watching I that watched show. all of Arrow and I did like it for the most part. But once Arrow ended, I stopped watching all of them. Legends tomorrow, you don't even know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> no, no. Yes, Supergirl. <clears throat> yeah, stick. Supergirl went from CBS to CW because it's a joint venture between CBS and Warner Brothers. Yeah. So that's why it was able to make that jump. Yeah. Uh, but they, they, I just don't have any faith in them. Like, but see, they, they're not like if they sell the channel, that that doesn't mean that the channel retains all that IP, right? So that IP could move to hbo max so what you're saying could still happen right the cw would become a totally new network it'd be the same channel be a totally new network a whole new like they wouldn't have any um legal holdings to the ip so both things can happen it's fair and that's what i'd rather i wouldn't mind seeing another flash show but i'd like to see it on hbo max with a different now i I have read several things that AT&T is looking to get out of Warner Brothers. That would be different completely. I have By getting out of Warner thing. Brothers, they would lose, because they're selling the production studio, they would lo- lose the IP. And whoever the new company would be, like Disney buying Marvel or Star Wars or whatever, whoever the new company would be would retain that IP. I heard they were potentially doing something, some merger with, oh, that's a good pick. It looks like Matt. Yep. She looks like Matt. She's beautiful. She definitely looks like Matt. Matt, not so beautiful. In baby form, maybe he would be beautiful, but according to that baby. Yeah, Matt just sent those to us in our uh, group chat. So, uh, Well, let's move on to our next topic. Andrew Garfield likes lying. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought this was a funny headline earlier this week. You know, Andrew Garfield leading up to Spider-Man No Way Home kept getting asked if he's in the movie, and he kept saying, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Because, of course, he had to say that. He liked coming up with different, it's like Photoshop, or it's it's fake news, or whatever. Like, uh, that sounds fun to me, too. (laughs) Yeah, and so he mentioned that he found it, I think, like exhilarating or something like that, but it was also really stressful, and I can't blame him. I just thought, 
<clears throat> I thought it was a funny, funny statement. For well, the make. poor guy, the poor guy, he does this movie. Spoilers. I think it's safe now, right? We're good. He does this movie, Spider Man. Uh, if you haven't seen Spider-Man yet, you, you probably aren't going to see it, is judging by the box office numbers. So, <laughs> right. um, so he he does this movie Spider-Man. He has to keep his involvement in it completely secret. But then he also releases Tick Tick Boom, to which he uh, just won a some award for, which has been a big movie for him. Yeah, he, so he has to go out there and promote actor. that. Yeah, he has to go out and promote that. Tobey Maguire skated off easy. He doesn't have any other projects that he has to promote. I think he made more money than Andrew to do this movie and uh, and got to just kind of lay low. Yeah, isn't that funny? You're out there trying to promote like your not indie movie, but you know, straight to Netflix release. And all anyone really cares about is you and Spider-Man. Well, and Spider-Man. Dude, <laughs> I, I think so there, the, the, there's an age old age old adage that says uh, no publicity is bad publicity, right mm. now. Not so much with cancel culture, but it, it applies in this. He's doing an interview for a movie on Netflix, and most people, you know, probably wouldn't be in tune with, right? It's a musical sure. about about a about a the guy that created right. musicals. Yeah. And uh but because of the Spider-Man thing, it brought eyes onto the tick tick boom and whatever other projects he was working in. So I think he's probably appreciative. Probably. But which by the way, tick tick boom was pretty good. Yeah, should give it a watch. I enjoyed it immensely. Yeah, I liked it a lot. And he definitely deserved best actor. I think he should have won best actor for Hacksaw Ridge a few years ago because that was oh man, so good. Such a good movie. He's so good in that. And you know, another movie I've mentioned it on here a few times. Martin Scorsese movie, Silence. I don't Andrew think I've Garfield. seen that one. Dude. It's like a three hour movie. It's long. Is it on your it video? Is. Uh no, I wish. I don't own it. I keep waiting for it to be on sale. Because I, I liked it, but you know I've seen it. I don't I don't want to spend twenty bucks on it. Mm-hmm. But it's and it's usually I think it's on Hulu right now. You can just watch it there. That's where I watched it originally, like two three years ago. But it's got him in it. Uh, it's got um, Adam Driver, Liam Neeson, and I think one other one other big name in it. But really, the main characters are Adam Driver and himself. And man, it's good. It's so freaking good. So and he should have won an award for that. If Adam Driver's in it, sign me up, dude. I just watched another movie with him with Daniel Radcliffe that we just stumbled upon accidentally. Mm-hmm. He's, he plays Daniel Radcliffe's best friend. It's kind of a little love story. It's with the girl from The Big Sick, which is another fantastic movie. Um, Agreed. Yeah, I'm gonna wa- she says, Silence is Unreal. What a masterpiece. I may watch totally. that this weekend. Um, I don't remember what it was. Wow. He saw it in theaters four times, he says. Wow. <clears throat> I hadn't heard of it. I, I never saw any promotion. I had no idea when it was in theaters. It's just all of a sudden I'm scrolling through Hulu and I'm like, wait, Andrew Garfield, Liam Neeson, Adam Driver. And it's a samurai movie. I mean, it's not a samurai movie, but <clears throat> it's set during that time. The, the premise of the movie is um, Andrew Garfield, Liam Neeson and, and Adam Driver are uh, Jesuit priests and they're going to Japan to like preach about Christ. I did hear about this movie. He yeah. got, he got flack for it because because uh he did this came out right around the same time as hacksaw ridge oh did it i think you're yeah, right and he did and he did two christian movies and people were asking him about his uh religious beliefs i do remember this movie i'd never i didn't see it but i do remember it being talked about yeah i have no, I have no idea what his religious beliefs are i think he's doing another 
another still movie quite that's a based few, off of religion. Still too. quite a few Christian based movies. Yeah. I'm trying to find the name of this uh of this movie that what if it's called. So it's a good what if. It's not the bad what if from Disney Plus. It's called What If with Daniel Radcliffe and Adam Driver. It was awesome. Nice. Yeah. I hate I hate referencing a movie that I can't remember the name. <laughs> well, any of us could like have just little... gone on onto Google or IMDb and looked it up. It's all yeah. good, dude. Um, right. Hey, real quick, back to the Andrew Garfield thing. Um, I'm not sure if you guys talked about it last week, but the rumors are are ramping up about a potential Amazing Spider-Man three. I hope so. I would love it. Like they are gearing up and coming with some force. And I read another, I read of several articles about Tobey Maguire potentially coming back to the franchise. I I mean, I wouldn't, I would watch a Spider-Man 4, but I'm much more interested in seeing Andrew Garfield get to do another movie in his world. Well, I want to see him go full rage mode like he talked about in No Way Home. I think that'd be kind of interesting. But I don't know if they would, if they would do like a, basically a prequel to No Way Home. Or if they would just kind of do after No Way Home. I honestly feel I think, like after No Way Home would be more marketable to say, hey, it's kind of a sequel to that huge blockbuster. Yeah. I, I feel like a Tobey Maguire movie would work if they did it, uh, you know, where he was uh, Jake Johnson's character in, in Into the Spider-Verse, you know, kind of a drunk. I, I would watch that too. <laughs> I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think that'd be... But. All right, what's next? Sorry, I didn't mean to distract. You're good. I'm sorry. I apologize. You're good. The next thing, I just saw this today. Tim Allen is coming to do a Santa Claus series on Disney Plus. What? From from the creators of the last um Last Man Standing. I'm stoked about this, man. I'm so stoked about this. As long like, as it's better than Santa Claus 3, because that blew. Santa Claus 3 is garbage. Santa Claus 2 isn't really that good either, but I still watch it. Santa Claus 2 is decent. It's okay, but Santa Claus 1 is just... I like, watched it uh, just a few weeks ago with my kids. Yeah, we watch all three every Christmas. Even though 3 is not good, we still we still throw it on. I just oh, I hate Toy Santa sit. in the second movie. I just think Oh, yeah, it's, it's dumb, but it's there's really still dumb. some funny parts. But it's Santa Claus movie. 3 is hot shit. It's not very good. Um, yeah. But yeah, dude. And I love Martin Short. That's crazy. Yeah. It's coming back. Every time I, I was... watch these, I tell Kelsey, I'm like, they need to do a sequel. We need another one, man. And you know what? If it's going to be a TV series, great. They're supposed to start filming, I think, in March is what I saw. I was so just maybe it comes about out this that. Christmas. I was just thinking about that when we watched Santa Claus 2 the other day. And then there was a report coming out about um, the the main elf in the first two he didn't come back for the Bernard. third one yeah so there was some press there was some stuff going on about that and i was thinking why haven't they revisited this because it was a money maker even three which was bad made decent enough money to get to warrant a sequel uh, sorry who the heck is dudley moore dudley moore yeah it's Isn't just saying the, Santa Claus is, the movie starring Dudley Moore. Oh, it's it's a nineteen eighty five movie. Oh, I'd never heard of that movie. Okay. Anyway, sorry, I got us off track. I thought I thought Dudley Moore was like the cans of like the stew. 
<laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no, I don't. I'm not sure what you're talking about. Or maybe I do. I don't know. Oh, yeah. man. I don't know. It's just, I think it's fun. Maybe it's going to come out this Christmas. Maybe it'll have to lead until the next Christmas. Because, uh, I mean, if they're filming in March, maybe that's not enough time to do post and everything for a show coming out this Christmas. Oh, John but, Lithgow is in that old movie, Santa Claus. Oh, nice. I'd watch that. I'm like, Dinty Moore. Dinty Moore is the stew. <laughs> nice. Okay. All right. You and were Dinty on to Moore something. Stew. <laughs> I, I, when I saw Dudley Moore, I thought he was making a joke. <laughs> I was like, Santa Claus with the stew? That doesn't sound very good. <laughs> All mm. right. What's next? Well, this is this is your reminder to if you're listening, because if you're watching, you already are, you've already hit that subscribe button. If you're here watching, we know it. I mean, why wouldn't you? But if you're listening, hit us hit that subscribe button over on YouTube. Make sure you're liking us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, we like to post funny memes on occasion, and uh, you know, you turn those alerts on, you'll know when we're live, and you'll see everything that's going on with Absolute Geek. But without further ado, we're going to move on. To also say, make sure you support your local comic shop. I'm sure Ish likes us saying this, being that he uh, has his own out there in Scottsdale. Uh, we don't have any top five comics this week because Matt's not here. and uh, Matt's a lazy bum. <laughs> lazy bum, having a kid, not getting any sleep. Yeah, but uh, Lance and I don't read as many comics, so no top five comics this week. But that leads us into the final topic of our show. Oh, you, you didn't say it. it it's called fantastic world comics in scottsdale go check yes. it out fantastic I, I wanted comics. to i wanted to drop the name i thought you were going to do it <laughs> sorry yeah uh Dude, anyway I'm so, so geeked i'm so yeah. excited to talk about this one peacemaker man tell me your thoughts go ahead it's fucking awesome <laughs> and it it impressed me like it, it exceeded my expectations because when Am i first I... heard about it i was like i was like oh that sounds dumb well when i first heard that it was happening was after I watched Suicide Squad and then you find out that Peacemaker's still alive. And then I'm like, oh, they're doing a show about him? That's dumb. And then I saw the trailer at Comic-Con that they did, or DC Fan, fan Fest, um, Fandom, whatever. And I was like, what the heck? This looks amazing. This looks so good. So I actually went in with high expectations and they still exceeded them. Uh, we just have to say, I just have to say, anyway, the intro song slash dance is the Dude, best thing ever. <laughs> so I was just going to bring that up. If you are on the fence about the show, don't go watch the trailer. Just go watch the intro. And that should be enough to convince you to watch the show. Like, it is so good. And the dance Hilarious. is so corny. And they get every actor in the show to do it. Even the eagle is in the intro. Oh, Eagly. the eagle. Eagly yeah. is awesome. They they do not have enough eagly. He well, needs to Eagly be more in the to show. Be a mixture of CGI at times and then uh, animatronic at other times. Yeah, I love him. I love Eagly. No, but he is this show's baby Yoda. He yes. could be this show's baby Yoda. They Absolutely. need to put Eagly in it more. Uh, but John Cena is um, in rare form here, dude. Like he, he's better in the show than he is in the movie, in my opinion. And he was good and in the I movie. Yeah, and I don't have any confidence in him as an actor <laughs> at all. I mean, he's not even good at being invisible. Like, <laughs> so, but um, he, uh, it's good, man. It's 
dude, it's so violent and it's so funny. And it's just everything that I could want in a James Gunn. And James Gunn wrote and directed every episode. Because I noticed the first three, it all says directed by James Gunn. I think the first five are all going to be directed by him is what I think they said at DC Fandom. We can verify that. Yeah. But the first three, yeah, they were all directed, written by him. And you can tell. You can tell his hand is in this. Oh, it's it's, got his, dude, it's totally. It's got his humor. It definite, I rewatched Suicide Squad today while I was working just so that I could like see if Peacemaker feels the same. Totally does. It totally feels yeah. like the Suicide Squad movie. It feels very cinematic. Like this could have been its own movie. You know, we haven't yeah. seen the rest of it. We've only seen three episodes, but just judging, you know, just by the th- first three episodes, it feels like the first third of a movie. Like, so I like when these TV shows now, and it's been happening for a couple years, but these TV shows are starting to embrace that cinematic quality rather than mm-hmm. being, you know, uh, monster of the week or, or, or whatever crime of the week or whatever it could be like, they're, they're embracing the cinematic thing. And, uh, it, Dude, it's it reminds me of it's not as weird. I mean, there is some weirdness to it, but it reminds me the, the what it's delivering to me is the same thing that I felt like I was getting from Doom Patrol season one. I literally thought the same thing today. I yeah. was like, this is a slightly more realistic Doom Patrol. And that's a good thing. I think. Like Doom Patrol is so good, but it is really weird and really out there. And this is weird and it's out there. But it's grounded a little bit more in like the DC universe and just like reality, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also pretty hilarious. Cause um, why am I forgetting the character's name? But like the, uh, the karate, the Kung Fu master, I think that's Ju- the Ju- Jun- judo master. I think. Yeah. Like that's a funny looking character, but it works or vigilante. Okay. So I loved vigilante and arrow but he was a very serious take on the character. And now you've got this absolute like stalkerish, like just wants to have a friend really needy version of vigilante. And it's great. You know, him calling peacemaker and saying, Hey, I've got a heroin deal. You're going to come bust it with me. And John Cena gets that or peacemaker gets that voicemail. He's like, dude, you're leaving this on my phone. What What is wrong with you? The heck I just, I find the show absolutely hilarious. Um, I like that Amanda Waller isn't in it very much. She's so freaking hateable. I don't like watching her. But that's even though I love Viola Davis. That's that's what I'm saying. It's a testament to the actress. She does a fantastic job. But man, I hate her. I love the constant references to other characters, like Peacemaker's hatred of Aquaman. (laughs) <laughs> how he has sex with fish which is not yeah is not confirmed uh or That's his hilarious. exchange with his with his father's next door neighbor about how batman is a real superhero and peacemaker isn't and and uh dude what is going on with his father's hair he looks like the same he looks like uh is it john Boyd oh, zoolander? zoolander yeah yeah i don't know what's uh, going on but the his dad's the, a freaking awful human being oh yeah complete racist uh, uh did you watch have you seen the end credit scenes yeah the one uh what was the helmet oh that gives you scabies yeah, <laughs> yeah everybody should ch- everybody should have scabies once in their life oh man i was <laughs> laughing my ass off speaking of and helmets, every episode dude, has an end credits when he does that like sonic boom 
that is the helmet awesome and just blows that butterfly to pieces where was that hilarious. when they were fighting the starfish right well he was he was out of commission when they were start when yeah. they were fighting the starfish which reminds me uh, i think people that watch us know that we go into spoilers but just throwing the ticker up there yeah. spoiler in the first three episodes um i, Not love... that I think there's anything like that spoilery yet honestly like we haven't you find out that. like it, it it takes three episodes to find out what the butterflies are um and i'm not gonna get well into that, that wasn't cause... even that wasn't even a surprise to me i was like no but it was it was kind of funny how for the first two and a half episodes he's asking what you won't even tell me what butterflies are you won't even tell me what butterflies are and that's the last scene of the of episode three is you finally find out what they are um but i love so he's this big wrecking machine killing machine dude and he has such this childlike um excitement to him like when he finds the records and he's jumping from from uh balcony those to records balcony with, broken oh absolutely and he's jumping from balcony to balcony and he's dancing there in his underwear to these records to cinderella and stuff and uh when he um what was the other thing I was thinking of? Oh, uh, they show uh, his diary. Like they find his diary or something like that. And, and it's it looks like a 10-year-old's diary. Like it has stickers all over it. And it says Wayne Foundation and all this other stuff on it. And uh, it just like he's a child in, you know, what looks like a 500-pound man's body <laughs> of pure muscle. Dude, and okay. gets so excited. But what I, what I also liked is in Suicide Squad, it kind of... Um, it kind of portrays him to be this this guy that can that that will do whatever it takes in the name of peace right he'll kill every man woman child whatever but i like that it added some emotional it, it gave an emotional tether at you know in episode three when he's um, positioned to shoot the kids and he can't do it so i like that it's given him some emotional depth i think i think that there's I think he's getting that depth because of killing Rick Flag. Um, well, yeah, it shows in episode two. I think he's crying over what he did to Rick Flag. Yeah, he just because well, when he kills Rick Flag in the movie, uh, like I said, I watched it again today. Rick Which I'm Flag still pissed says, about Joel Kinnaman's awesome. Oh, he was so good. I agree. I was so pissed, and like I still can't forgive Peacemaker for it. <laughs> like I still can't. I, like, totally I, keep, I keep hoping that WB is going to hear our our cries as fans everywhere and bring Rick flag back in some capacity. Oh, I guess you could, but, um, anybody, anyway, when he kills him, Rick flag looks him in the face and says, peacemaker. What a joke. Yeah. Because it is like, you're saying you're peacemaker and you are freaking violent, man. The guy, the guy, a hundred percent of his being is a contradiction. There's a walking contradiction. But speaking of tone, one of the things that was the funniest uh, that's like set the tone for the show immediately besides the dance number and the intro song, which literally had me like laughing like so hard. But the beginning when he's looking at the x-ray and he like is talking to the the doctor. Can you make my muscles look bigger? <laughs> Can you give a different definition here? This I work really hard on those small muscles and they just don't look good on this x-ray. <laughs> She's just like, that's not the purpose of the x-ray, sir. <laughs> I just thought that was hilarious. Yeah. There, there was quite a few things that just had me rolling. Um, when they were talking about Batmite, oh, okay, Batmite yeah, yeah. is a bigger superhero than Peacemaker, and he's well, that's like another funny uh, Easter egg. Um, yeah, the hot Cheetos. Someone was talking about how that was funny. That was hilarious. Oh, he's like, he keeps doing the hot Cheetos and just flinging them at his face. 
yeah stop ow, it and ow. he keeps opening his mouth to... <laughs> so or or when uh when vigilante is getting shocked in the balls and peacemaker's just like yeah go ahead whatever like it's like yeah. it was like the most ineffective interrogation technique what are you doing he doesn't care about this guy the whole show is just making fun of all these obscure characters like they they make a reference to doll man and how ridiculous that name is um they talk about Batmite. They talk about Batman. They talk about Aquaman fucking fish. And like, <laughs> uh, and I love it. That's what James Gunn said. One of his goals was with the Suicide Squad was I want to get the most ridiculous characters and put them on screen. And now he's running the show and he's trying to keep that energy going, talking about these goofy characters and, uh, you know, making them canon in the DC universe, but in a funny way. Uh, when, when, um, it seems like him and his dad are having a bonding moment at the table and he talks about blood sport being um, afraid of rats and then them having the rat catcher come in and basically having rats crawl all, all over this guy. And then, um, Oh, that was hilarious, dude. If Vigilante I making face, faces, the fight is identity. Yeah, yeah. Hide identity. And then, and then the dad goes, Oh, what a pansy. He's not the one that shot you. Right. And it completely changes the whole, the whole environment you know all of a sudden peacemakers back to being a little pansy essentially because he got shot by the guy that's afraid of rats yeah just everything in the show just was cracking me up that's it's so good it's very well written it's well directed the action's fun it's really bloody um it's him it's trying just... to pick up the main girl in the bar the main the blonde from oh, the team geez. I know I saw I, I saw that and I'm like you know they call you a dick for a reason because goodness <sighs> gracious you're being way too forward here dude but that's what I'm saying that that's his that's his that would be the way I would see some raunchy 12 year old kid trying to you know oh yeah for the first time so there's this childlike essence to him that 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 I find hilarious you know he yeah. is essentially a big child he is I mean he's I don't know how old the character is, but if we're going off of John Cena, he's maybe in his forties or something. Mm -hmm. And he acts like he still treats sex as if he's like this 13 year old kid. Yeah. You know, like it's just, it's just 44. interesting. The actor is 44. I don't know how old the character is supposed to be, but I'm going to guess around that age. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I can't say enough good things about it. I really don't have any negative critiques at this point. I think it's, Oh, there's not one thing I would, I would rate this a 10 out of 10 hands down like i was i wanted to watch it again but i was so tired from the freaking two last two days i had at work i wanted to watch all three episodes again before the show tonight like i rarely get that excited to watch a show again obviously i watched the hawkeye episodes again i watched the loki episodes again wandavision all those but i wasn't as excited to watch those like i was to rewatch peacemaker yeah i hear you or Another funny moment when he's jumping from each of those like balconies, <laughs> just mm -hmm. like falling down like four stories worth of apartment building. Why didn't he try little. to walk into one of those apartments and use the stairs? I mean, there were comps inside. Maybe that's why, but it, it was pretty funny. I just thought it was really funny. And he's supposed to be this big killing machine. You don't think he could take out a couple of, of you know, small town cops? Not small town. They're in Vegas. Also, right? he's trying to like he's trying to be like on this secret mission and he's dressed in the most flamboyant outfit possible. Like everyone's going to know who you are immediately. 
it's just it's just funny yeah i want to know about that little the thing that turns into the little spaceship i'm assuming that that's probably to house um or that probably is a butterfly transport I wonder if that's their spaceship. I have no idea. We don't know anything about these butterflies. I'm not sure if there's any reference I, to them in the comics. But in, in was the I not episode, paying attention? Who they confirmed that that girl that he has sex with is a butterfly. The second girl that he has sex with is a butterfly. No, I I'm pretty sure that they're talking about the first one. Oh, the first one. Okay. Yeah the the 80s rocker chick. Okay. Um, but I'm assuming that that's a spaceship for the butterfly. I wish Matt was here because I'm not familiar with any reference to these butterflies from the comics. This seems I wonder like if he is too. A, this seems pretty obscure. It seems like James Gunn has a pretty warped mind and it seems like something that he would come up with. But they got that info after the fact. I don't know. I remember them noticing that she was, a, they noted that she was a butterfly when he told her what happened. He didn't know she was a butterfly. He was just getting attacked by this crazy chick. And then he killed her. And as soon as he told her, told them about it, they said, what "Oh, happened? she's a butterfly." Yeah. Yeah. So. Which did the butterfly from her? So when a butterfly, so now now we got the spoilers tickers up. So I feel a little bit more comfortable talking about it. But the butterflies are these like um, parasitic uh, alien things that are in their heads and turn them into killing machines or whatever. At the end of the thing, they kill the senator. The butterfly escapes from the head. Did that butterfly? Can that butterfly go into somebody else's head, or they that's, die without a host? I have lots of questions. Assumption. My assumption is yes, but and, it doesn't. That, it doesn't make a play for either one of them. Well, it kind of cuts away. It might. It might make a play for them still. Yeah, I'm just saying. I it, it leaves questions. It right? does, and and you know we'll find out in a week from now. I think, but it also does show right after that how many butterflies there are all over the uh, yeah the the world. And there's way too many for them to go individually hunt them down. So something, something's got to give. I don't That's know. They bring in the suicide squad. <laughs> or is there going to be a hive mind that they have to kill? Or I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do, but oh, yeah, it makes, makes it interesting because it's not just, Hey, let's go hunt down these 10 butterflies. It's, you know, there's like millions now. And also you don't want to go killing millions of people on the planet. I mean, if you're Amanda Waller, I guess you would. But there's got to be a way to like separate the butterflies without killing the hosts. And now that I'm saying this out loud, wow, this is similar to the Starro thing. <laughs> Starro latches onto its hosts and kills them. It seems like that's, well, that's what the butterflies it, do. It. That's where I'm saying it's like it, it com seems completely like James Gunn because he's done similar stories like this numerous times. You know. Yeah. Where. Uh, um these these host monster things you know make these zombie things you know yeah. so it seems very james gunn so yes stick says there was no butterfly after he killed the rocker chick yeah i thought that when, she obliterated yeah he, he obliterated her though so that's why i thought that's why there was the they literally at the end later in the episode She's holding up a thing and goes, "What is this? A pizza toppings? Like it was the skin from her? No, no, from that's somebody's face. face. Yeah, it obliterated everything. Nothing could have survived that. In fact, it even goes to, it even shows you that nothing can survive that because it puts a blue force field around John, uh, around Peacemaker, to make sure he survives it. Mm -hmm. So it it literally obliterates everything. <clears throat> and I guess there's a trailer for season four. Stick says, or episode four. I didn't know they did trailers for the next episode. 
I'll have to watch that after this. Yeah, I kind of wish they would have just put it at the end of the episode. <laughs> you know, I like yeah. when some, HBO does that. So if you watch HBO original shows, not the Mac shows, but the original shows like Six Feet Under and all those, all of them have a next week after the episode's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be nice. I like that. But with no spoilers. I don't like when they do spoilers in the trailers. Mm-hmm. I forget what... I forget what show it was that every trailer would like essentially tell you what was happening in the next episode. <laughs> There's no give surprises. You all, give you all the reveals right away. Yeah, I don't remember what show it was, but yeah, I don't know. It's a good show. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. They really watch all the DC stuff on HBO Max. It's all been good. Doom Patrol this last season was a little iffy. The Titans is good. Doom Patrol's good. Peacemaker's good. I'm excited to see what else comes out. Um, I read an article that James Gunn is being approached about doing another show on HBO Max in the DC universe. So I'm looking forward to that. I mean, James Gunn is definitely going to be a, a primary uh, property for, for Warner brothers for some time, I think. Yeah. I mean, he did a great job at Marvel and then they made the mistake of firing him. Well, he's still and, at Marvel. No, I know. But like in that time they fired him as when DC was like, well, we'll take the guy. And I mm-hmm. think it's paying off. I mean, the first Suicide Squad movie didn't get well received, but this this James Gunn one, a lot more. Which I'm received. I'm more and more because there are things that I like in the first Suicide Squad movie, like Diablo specifically. Yeah, Diablo was good. Um, I'm getting more and more on this train of release the air cut. Uh, I'm good. I don't need to see that. Well, apparently, like ninety percent of his movie was changed. I mean, I'd watch it, but I'm not as like clamoring for it as the uh, suicide, the Justice League cut. I mean, if it's as good as like Joel Kinnaman has said, like many people have said that they've seen this David Ayer cut, or they know the story of the David Ayer cut, and all these actors have said how great it is. I'm interested in seeing it. Yeah, it just it's again that conversation we had earlier about WB needs to. They don't manage their projects well. Just stay, get out of the director's way, man. Let them do what they want to do. Like, I understand the studio has to get involved a little bit. Like, Zack Snyder Justice League, you don't want to release that into the theaters. Four-hour movie, it's a bit ridiculous. You know, like, I understand there needs to be some... Well, he added a lot. That wasn't his original plan. No, I know. That four-hour movie. I know. But that's all I'm saying is, like... Suicide Squad. Sticks. David Ayer's cut a Suicide Squad. Yeah. The first okay. Suicide Squad. Yeah. I mean, I will admit, as much I didn't like it, like I didn't love it, but it was much better than Joss Whedon's movie, uh, Justice League. He did some artistic stuff that I'm just like, this is stupid. I don't understand why you had to do that. But if that, if if I get the same level of improvement from Joss Whedon's Justice League to Zack Snyder's Justice League that I can get from from the original suicide squad to david ayer's cut of suicide squad i'm interested i think that's worth me watching well like i said i'd watch it Mm -hmm. i'm just not clamoring for it as much but it would be cool yeah Yeah. be cool well even the extended edition of batman versus superman is better than what we got in the theaters so all their extended editions i think have improved on the the stuff we got in the theater yeah i agree Ultimate Edition, is that what it's called? Yeah. 
yeah yeah i don't know i i enjoy it um i can't wait for next week i got boba fett on wednesday i've got uh peacemaker on thursday i think that's all i have to look forward to <laughs> i think so yeah that's all the shows we've got right now i don't know if there's anything else coming out that we're like looking forward to right now clamor clamber what's he trying to say he's making fun of me saying clamoring i think oh yeah. is there anything else you wanted to talk about lance um there was and now i forgot Oh, dude, I started playing Deathloop. That game is confusing as shit. <laughs> it doesn't hold your hand. No, I, I feel like I keep starting from the same spot. And I'm like, mother effort, dude. Like, you do. They never, give, they never give me the guns that I need <laughs> to go kill these people. I'm incredibly frustrated by that game. <laughs> I don't know how far you are into it. but it does I'm trying to get into the apartment, and I still can't figure it out. Oh, you're like I'm right very, at the very beginning. beginning. Yes. Okay, that's why you're frustrated. Once you get into the apartment, they give you like this infusion ability so that yeah. you can keep guns from each loop. Uh, so then you start the loop over and you're like, okay, you've got the guns you want. And the same thing with abilities. Once you get some abilities, you can like infuse them and keep those abilities from, from loop. Yeah, to that's loop. the part that's frustrating is starting. O- this is why I hated <coughs> Mario as a kid. <coughs> starting over and losing all the cool crap I got. Yeah, that's why <laughs> I'm not into um, roguelikes or whatever they call them. There's a lot of games like this where like they do make you start over every time and I'm just I'm not into that. But Deathloop yeah. does it better because they they let you keep some progress. Um Matt brought up a good point and I can't believe I almost forgot this because it, it is truly heartbreaking. We lost Danny Tanner this week. Um unexpectedly. Thankfully it wasn't drugs or anything like that like from what we know right now, his legacy is still uh, intact. But 65 years old, even my 10-year-old daughter, because she's a big full... My daughter loves Full House, the original Full House, not Fuller House. She watches the original Full House. And I said, hey, um, uh, Danny Tanner died. And she goes, what? How old was he? And I go, 65. And she goes, that's not an age to die. So... Um, incredibly sad and Betty White as well. I haven't been on the show to talk about it, but yeah, the Betty woman White who never, who, who never ages, who was never going to die. And I die. never thought that person was going <laughs> to die, dude. But th- what's really sad is they have this theatrical movie coming out, celebrating her hundredth birthday in a couple, in a week or so. Yeah, and she and died, she, get there. she died two or three weeks before this came out, this celebration of her life. And so, yeah, man, Bob passing away. That's, I mean, Betty White is sad, but 99 years old, she lived a really good life. I mean, you can't, you can't ask mm-hmm. for much more than that. You know, most mm-hmm. people don't make it to triple digits. You're but not Bob supposed Saget, to die at 65. I mean, he's younger than my dad, not by a lot, but by a little bit. That's, that's young. You know, that's sad. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's a bummer. And I don't know Bob Saget for much other than Full House and then America's Funniest Home Videos. I've seen some of his stand up, but like, I watched Full House a lot. Like he was like my TV dad growing up. He was everybody's dad. Like yeah. on t- like he was everybody's TV dad. Him, Uncle Phil. Um, I'm trying to remember who else from that from that time period that just Uncle Phil. I remember when Uncle Phil died, dude. I was heartbroken. I mean, he was the voice yeah. of freaking Shredder, dude. Like how cool is that? He is. I didn't know that. Uncle that Uncle Phil is the voice of Shredder on the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon. Oh, I didn't know that. 
Yeah. yeah, it's yeah it freaking was. awesome. Um, it's just sad. Take care of yourselves, everybody. That's I guess that's all I have to say. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and hug your loved ones. Tell them you love them. Oh, that's what I want to talk about, dude. I just finished Station Eleven last night. That show is freaking awesome. Speaking really? of HBO Max, okay. Station Eleven is awesome and it's weird, and I loved every second of it. And if you have, dude, his stand-up is super raunchy. Arist- Aristocrats, yeah. super raunchy. Um, but Station Eleven is badass, dude. And then we just we just finished on Peacock. So we were sick with COVID. We had time to watch a lot of shows. <laughs> yeah. But we just finished on Peacock, The Lost Symbol, which is uh, Dan Brown's, um, you know, the uh, Da Vinci Code and Lost and uh, Angels and Demons. It's a TV show of the third book. And that is really good, too. Enjoyed both of those things. So if you're looking for new stuff to watch in a world where not many new things are coming out, there's two for you. Nice. But I'm done. I'll I'll go I'm I'll 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 stop now. <laughs> <laughs> You're good, dude. You're good. Yeah, it's been it's it's interesting. I mean, I was looking through a ton of different headlines, and there really wasn't there hasn't been a lot of uh, geek news to share, really. But um, yeah, it's been fun hanging out tonight. I'm I'm glad we could do this. We're gonna have another episode next week, and then uh, Matt was planning on coming back for episode 300. So, um. That's only a couple weeks Which away. Which I have some news on that, the potential interview that we have for that. Nice. Well, so, and Matt will have to come and do it because it seems only this particular actor seems only fitting that Matt would do it. As much as I want to do it, it's more fitting that Matt does it. Um, but I do want to, there was a piece of news. Apparently, they've started uh, casting Fantastic Four. Oh, cool. Yeah. And apparently, there's a rumor that it is John Krasinski. That would be sick. That'd and be that really he's cool. going to be in Doctor Strange at that some point. Cool. So cool. I don't know in what capacity. I don't know if that's real. That's a total rumor. So it's not a spoiler because it may not happen. <laughs> it would be a really fun way to reveal his character, though, wouldn't it? If Dude, they I've could been keep that for secret, him. they could keep that secret, and then you go into Doctor Strange, and boom, there's John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic. That'd be pretty darn awesome uh leftover zaggy says uh, carl winslow was was america's dad too family matters oh Although yeah carl winslow was an angry Absolutely. sob half that show <laughs> was he i remember yeah. loving that show no oh, that show's great i bill cosby i don't have that uh all i remember him from from my childhood is wearing funky sweaters and being the being the jello spokesperson and now he's you know well technically he was released so but he was a rapist essentially (laughs) so i'm i'm not gonna call him america's dad but yes i did go through my when my parents were moving i did find a fatherhood book by bill cosby in the garage from 1987 or something like that i said oh this is did not age well (laughs) (laughs) no it did not cosby and his wine i totally agree and on that note, it has been great hanging out with you all tonight. And for this week's episode of the Absolute Geek Podcast, I'm Max. And I'm Lance. Till next time. All you freaks and geeks.
from all your freaks and geeks. Let's listen to Absolute Geek. Absolute Geek. We'll go ahead and spread our cheeks. Spread the cheeks. And drink and some Cosby wine. <laughs> we'll oh, drink some Cosby wine. It makes me feel real fine. <laughs> See you next time. Ooh. On the Absolute Geek.